0: Hi guys, this is your host Ola, and welcome to the All Things Money podcast, where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing, and everything else in between. This podcast is kindly sponsored by Wealthify, who make investing easy, affordable, and accessible. If you're looking to do more with your money, but don't know where to begin, then Wealthify could be a great place to help you get started. With investing, the value of your money can go down as well as up, and there's a risk you could end up with less than you initially put in. So please make sure you do not invest more than you can afford. To learn more about Wealthify, make sure you head to the description of this podcast. On Instagram, a large 71% of you mentioned that you do not currently invest, which I found really interesting. Investing is something I do regularly and would love more of you to do as it can be a great way of accumulating wealth with very minimal effort. Because of this, today's episode will be all about investing. However, before we delve into all things investing, I just want to say a quick disclaimer that everything discussed in today's episode does not constitute as financial advice. So you may want to consult a financial advisor before you decide to invest in the stock market. Today, I am joined with Ryan, the founder of Making Money Simple, to discuss how you guys can navigate the stock market as beginner. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing?
1: Hello, Ola. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast this evening. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. So, I'm glad to have you. As you know, I love your investing tips. I love your platform. So, I'm very excited to have you here. So, for those who do not know the Ryan, would you like to tell those who are listening a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah. So, my name's Ryan. I'm 23 years old and have a page called Making Money Simple, which is all about spreading and promoting the financial education. The main um, account is on Instagram, but over the last sort of few months is branched out to also a podcast uh, a mm-hmm. youtube channel yeah and yeah the main aim really as we're going to talk about is to try and demystify investing and ultimately get people particularly younger people investing every month
0: amazing and obviously you know you mentioned that you're making money simple is to try and educate people about the world of investing and i know you touched on other topics as well what kind of made you start your platform
1: um so I started in 2019 and at mm. the time I was at uni and I was very interested in investing in personal finance and I read a few books and I'd actually been investing for nearly about a year at that point and I sort mm. of would always find myself watching like content creators or following Instagram accounts run by American people um, mm. and there wasn't very many UK people and at the same time I was sort of learning about side hustles and you know having a side hustle all of that yeah. sort of stuff so I just thought I'll start off making money simple um And now here we are two years later and it's still going. So it's clearly a good decision.
0: Absolutely killing it. Like we just mentioned before we started this podcast, you're putting me to shame with your podcast, your YouTube, Instagram, (laughs) your blog and everything else in between. So, no, you are killing it. And obviously, like you mentioned, you started investing at uni Um, kind of fill us in about your investing journey and what age it was that you actually started investing.
1: So it was three years ago. So I was 20. I think I'd just turned 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I had pretty much done a placement year in between my second and third year of uni. And um, so when I was going back to uni in my final year, I had a bit of money saved up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I sort of just wanted, and I've been reading, as I mentioned, books about investing, sort of this whole side hustle stuff. So then I looked to get into investing. And at the start... I think this is quite a common misconception. Um, I thought you could only invest into individual stocks. So I didn't really know what funds were. So mm-hmm. I, the first investment I made was in Facebook at the time. Um, I don't have that anymore. Now I'm making <laughs> index funds, which I'm sure we'll get onto later on. But yeah, so I much opened up an account with Halifax. Uh, mm-hmm. Very stupid decision because the fee was £12.50, which I'm sure we'll oh also get into gosh. fees. In a bit but a ridiculous fee. I made a lot of mistakes like very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bought some bought an individual stock, paid a ridiculously high fee. I think I only bought about 300 pounds worth. So £12.50 divided by 300 pounds is a very high fee. Um, and then yeah, that was my first investment. And then over time I learned about index funds, stocks and shares ISIS, like Vanguard, and now that, that now essentially is my strategy, which we can get on to.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And that's really interesting. As you said, you started quite early on we've not known too much and um, funnily enough um my first ever investment was 10 pounds in bitcoin a couple of years oh, ago
1: nice
0: 10 pounds <laughs> <of fire. laughs> 10 pounds which is now actually worth 75 pounds i was gonna
1: say you could retire by now probably 10 pounds <laughs> a few years ago <laughs>
0: And now I'm gutted because obviously, if I put even if it was a thousand, that would have been like seven and a half thousand pounds just from Bitcoin. But you know, <laughs> you live and you learn, like, um, probably we will discuss later is that you learn so much as you start investing. Um, however, I did properly start investing last year, so I was 22, and again, I learned about index funds ETFs around then, so that's how. I kind of got into investing at the moment. And interestingly enough, a lot of you guys on social media mentioned that you started investing in your early 20s. And a lot of you also invested, started investing around your late 30s, early 40s, which I think is also amazing, and um, as I think it's just great to start whenever you can. Would you agree, Ryan?
1: yeah literally with investing the best thing is to just get started it -hmm. doesn't matter of course whatever age i started at 20 you started at 22 and i bet we wish we started at 18 yeah you start (laughs) late in life you always it's like anything like gym dieting whatever it is you wish you started early but if you haven't started yet the most important thing is just get started yeah and i often say stop waiting start investing because literally every day you're not investing you're pretty much missing out on your money growing over time Mm -hmm. um so don't feel bad for not investing the thing is most people never start so even if you only start up when you're 40 um first thing about that if you're 40 that's still very young in this day yeah. and age it's yeah to like 80 <laughs> or 90 it's 100 like nowadays <laughs> yeah it's like 60 years of investing ahead of you um but yeah the best thing is just to get started and obviously as this podcast goes on we can like help people how to sort of set themselves up for success by like you know using index funds use the stocks and shares isa set up an automatic payment mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff which we can get into in a bit.
0: Definitely. And obviously, as you must know, Ryan, we are not taught about investing in school or at uni. And because of this, a large majority of you guys mentioned that you don't currently invest in the stock market due to lack of knowledge on investing. Obviously, lack of knowledge is clearly a huge barrier for people wanting to take the plunge and invest. Ryan, where did you conduct your research before you decided to start investing?
1: mainly through YouTube originally and I've read a few books so a lot of the and these sort of books that I still recommend people to read and a lot of the sort of books that people first read so rich dad poor dad money master the game the richest man in Babylon three really good books to get started all those classics um, yeah all the classics <laughs> particularly money master the game that was probably the first time where I got like you know use index funds invest for the long term mm-hmm. time in the market not trying to time the market mm-hmm. um but really a lot of like the thing is as well the thing of investing is there's so much, there's actually only a few decisions you need to make. Like yeah. what broker should you use or platform? What fund should you invest into? They're really the only two decisions you need to make. But it's a sheer amount of choice where, especially in the UK, there are dozens of different platforms. There are thousands of different funds. Yeah. It can be hard to... Um, I guess then that's probably why people don't get started. Um, But for me, yeah, I was mainly just. I was going to say as well, there's so much free content. Like we're Mm -hmm. obviously making free content. We're talking about this. You can go on YouTube. You can go on Reddit. You can Google specific questions, and someone else has probably asked them like 10 years ago. So to start, yeah, taking an interest and like actively um, research and investing. But then I would say, yeah, probably having a few decent books. The ones I recommend. The ones I mentioned. And also another one I'd add on to that is the little book of common sense investing. If you read them four books, you'll probably know more about investing and personal finance um, than 99% of people. Then you've got a good foundation to actually start investing monthly.
0: Yeah, no, amazing. And like you said, guys, read books. Honestly, do not underestimate the power of reading. Um, I think, one of the books that motivated me to even start All Things Money was um, a book called Money a User's Guide, which is by Laura Waitley. So her book teaches about investing, everything basically we're not taught in school. And that was another great book that I used that actually got me what well, opened my eyes up to the world of investing. And I was like, oh wow, I actually need to start. And then there's also loads of websites out there, guys, such as the Money Saving Expert website. He breaks down literally everything when it comes to choosing a platform, where you should invest, how much you you should invest. And like Ryan said, we also have our platforms as well that just give out free content. So guys, if you're not utilizing these resources, make sure you do. And I know a lot of you guys struggle with choosing where the best place is to open up an investing account. Ryan, how did you go about choosing the best platform to start your investing journey?
1: So yeah, when it comes to choosing a platform, you need to essentially, what I say is start with the end in mind. So you need to sort of work out what you actually want to invest into. So for me personally, I only invest into pretty much one Vanguard global index fund. Mm -hmm. I like to keep it very simple and automated and a very boring approach but that's what i invest into so then it works out best for me to use vanguard's platform because they offer that index fund um and i can set up an automatic payment if you are interested in investing into other so like, like vanguard only offer vanguard index funds and mm-hmm. etfs if you want to invest into individual stocks or etfs they need to essentially look for the platform that offers what you want to invest into yeah. and then almost work backwards. And that will then help you um, choose the best one for you. One tip I would say, you want to try and keep your fees as low as possible. So that's both the platform fee as well as any regular investing fees. Um, because yeah, the less fees you pay, the more money's in your pocket and then the more you're gonna end up in the long term. And I actually created a post on Instagram a couple, about a couple of months ago now, and like a 1% fee. I think was, if you invested 500 pound a month over your lifetime, and you paid 1% more in fees, you would lose a third of your wealth that you'd end up with 1.2 million, which is still good, but you'd end up with (laughs) 1.2 million instead of I think 1.8 million. So
0: people think a
1: 1% fee from year to year seems nothing. But when you compound that over Mm. you know 30, 40, 50 years it will literally steal hundreds of thousands of pounds for you. So what? what yeah, it's important to choose a platform that's a low fee platform. So you have more money in your pocket.
0: Mm, yeah. And like you said, so obviously when it comes to picking these investment um accounts, um, I use a Stocks and Shares ISA. Ryan, I know you do as well. Um, I also use my Lifetime ISA to invest as well. For those who are listening, what actually is a Stocks and Shares ISA and what is the benefits of having one?
1: So a Stocks and Shares ISA is a wrapper. It's essentially... I guess, are you, yeah, it's like a wrapper where whatever you put into it, the money will then grow tax-free. Mm-hmm. So that means you won't pay any capital gains tax as your investments increase. You won't pay any um, dividend tax on any dividends that your stocks or funds pay you. It means if you have any bonds, any bond interest is completely tax-free. We're very lucky in the UK because the ISA allowance um, is £20,000. So compared to other countries like the US, in their equivalent, they only get $6,000. Which oh, wow. is about four or five thousand pounds. So the fact we get twenty thousand pounds, it's very OP and it's very good compared to other countries. Mm-hmm. So, and as you mentioned, if you want to every year, there are different ISAs and it gets a bit more complicated. But if you want to, you can put twenty thousand pounds in that stocks and shares ISO wrapper, and then that's on your contributions, and then any growth, any dividends are completely tax-free. Um, so really when it comes to investing, you want to choose a platform that offers the Stocks and Shares ISA. Yeah, and you rich. want to use as much of that allowance as possible before you yeah, start looking at using a general investment account. And that's the alternative. So you have a Stocks and Shares ISA or a GIA, which is a general investment account. And the bad thing about using just like a normal standard investing account is any capital gains over a certain threshold could be taxed. Dividends could be taxable. There are some like tax. It a bit more complicated because asked are what allowances <laughs> we can use, but just all you need to know is use the stocks and shares ISA yep. and use every penny of the 20,000 pounds before you start looking into other types of account.
0: Amazing Ryan. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of you guys also shared with me that you are not sure how much money you should be investing. Ryan, how did you work out how much money you should invest?
1: So the short answer is really as much as possible that you can afford Mm -hmm. because with investing, particularly in the short term, the stock market can be very volatile. It could crash today. It could crash tomorrow. No one knows. So you don't want to be investing any money that you can't afford to lose. Um, Reach
0: that. That's a very strong point there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's actually almost quite good to start with a small amount. So when I, i obviously mentioned I invested into an individual stock when I first started, but then when I made my, I set up my stocks and shares ISA for Vanguard and I started investing monthly, it was a hundred pound a month. So it's a it's a decent amount, but but not a massive amount. And I invested hmm. that pretty consistently for well over two years. And it's almost good starting small with yeah. say you know fifty pound, one hundred pound, because you can get used to um, like the volatile nature of the stock market. You can get you can get used to sort of seeing your investments go up and down. It builds a good habit of you know every payday or every time you get money, putting a bit into your investments. Um, but then w- when it comes down to it, ultimately, the more you can invest today, the more and quicker your money is going to grow and then the quicker you can become you know financially free and retire early whatever your sort of goal is Um, but I'd say yeah particularly if you're a beginner investor starting small is actually probably a good thing just because it can be a bit daunting you can get yourself used to the idea of investing and you know seeing your 10 pound up one day then 20 pound the next day and then see the rollercoaster is the stock market but it goes up over the long term so that's why you need to obviously yeah only invest money that you can't afford to lose and in the long term you'll be very wealthy
0: (laughs) No, you made a really good point then in the fact that you can invest from that 50 to 100 pounds. I think a lot of people associate investing with having to have thousands and thousands of pounds on the stock market, which I definitely don't have. Um, <laughs> but again, what many people don't know, and guys, if you're listening, is that there are so many platforms out there that allow you to invest with as little as one pound such as Wealthify, who are an amazing sponsor for this episode. But despite this, I think it's really important to have a separate pot of savings set aside first before you decide to invest any money on the stock market. And like Ryan said, invest monthly. I think investing monthly can be a really good way of investing as, you know, say if you're someone that earns money monthly, then again, monthly works better than having like putting one lump sum in the stock market and just kind of watching it fluctuate daily, which is not a good idea.
1: (laughs) And you made a good point there, actually. Yeah. Before people start investing, they need to, as you alluded to, put some money aside in an emergency fund because Mm -hmm. a lot of people get invested. They start getting excited. They put as much money in as possible. And all of a sudden an emergency comes along. They haven't got any savings. So then they need to sell some of their investments and then what happens, of course, when they need to sell their investments, their investments are down, Then they end up making the loss. So <laughs> it's just, you don't want to have your like savings invested. You want to keep them separate. Of course, it's a bit painful just keeping them on the side when you could be investing that money or spending that money, but keep it on the side in case there's an emergency. And once you've got that built up and once you've got rid of any sort of high interest, that will probably be the second step. Get rid of any high interest consumer debt or yeah. credit card debt. And then you can just start going ham and investing as much as possible, knowing you've got no high interest debt and you've got a bit of cash on the side in case yeah. your car breaks down or you become ill or you lose your job or something drastic in the short term.
0: No, and I couldn't agree with that more. And I think when it comes down to it, guys, if you are planning to invest, or I know a lot of you guys are also currently saving as well, I think comes down to drawing up a budget i think having a budget is absolutely crucial um a great budget out there is the 50 30 20 budgeting method which allocates 50% of your money to your needs 30% to your wants and then 20 towards saving or investing again that's very you know loose structure but you can obviously adjust it according to your financial situation but yeah even if it's 10% of your salary or 5% of your salary or even less drawing up a budget is definitely great to get you started in investing so you can actually work out how much you can afford to invest or potentially lose but yeah
1: agreed good <laughs>
0: So some of you guys also mentioned that you are too scared to start investing because you don't want to lose money, which I think is quite interesting because I think a lot of people only associate investing with risk and not the amount of money that they could potentially make. How did you navigate this feeling, Ryan?
1: So I think people associate with risk because... They probably like heard some horror stories of people, mm-hmm. you know, losing money or make like financial crashes that happen. I think you need to have like a grounding in understanding that you know the economy and the stock market goes through cycles. And if you look at an like an, a, like the S and P 500, which is the largest 500 companies in the U.S., or the FTSE All World, which is another index that tracks the global stock market, if you zoom out, you know, one year, five years, ten years, the stock market goes up over time, and all of these big drops in the short term. Are actually irrelevant if you look back now 13 years ago to the financial crash the stock market is up three or four hundred percent so even though it was awful at the time if you can and that's why obviously as we mentioned you need some savings you need to get rid of your debt but then if you can essentially hold and even invest more money during them sort of down periods that's going to benefit you the most in the long term but i think it's also because people associate investing with you know picking individual stocks or you know like bitcoin like tesla bitcoin GameStop, all of these sort of stocks and investments Mm -hmm. are very volatile and high risk. What I do is I invest into index funds, which we can get onto in a sec. But if you're investing, you can even invest into individual companies or a basket of companies for an index fund. And if you are investing into a basket of companies, which is diversified, it's very, very unlikely for you to be wiped out from investing. And, And a point on risk, I guess like a different way to rephrase this question for people listening. Every year, your money is losing value by sitting in a bank account because yeah. of inflation, which is reducing its purchasing power. You know, a pound today buys more than it will in ten years' time because mm-hmm. of inflation. Any money in a savings savings accounts, uh, so you have cash just under your mattress. You then got money in a savings account, which is also probably losing out to inflation because it's not earning more than what inflation yeah. is. So really, the only option you have to try and beat inflation and actually build some wealth and retire and be financially free is to invest so you Mm -hmm. almost need to try and overcome this fear of it being risky of course if you put all of your life savings into bitcoin that's very (laughs) risky if you invest 10 percent of your salary each month automatically into an index fund that's diversified then that's not risky because stock markets go up over time as companies become more innovative and yeah productive that was a lot of information so i'll leave it there (laughs) it's not if you're thinking long term and investing consistently i don't think it's risky
0: no and that's really important like you said diversification i think is the absolute key point when it comes to investing so like ryan mentioned and we will touch on it in a bit is you can diversify your portfolio by investing in a range of companies so even if you wanted to pick 10 of your favorite individual stocks that at least your portfolio is then diversified or you can diversify your portfolio by investing in a fund or an etf or there are a lot of robo advisors that do the hard work for you. So platforms like Wealthify will collect a selection of different businesses, companies, um, maybe even bonds, which we'll again touch on in a minute. And they will collect a basket of companies for you to invest in regularly. So Robo Advisors, if you are a beginner, are a great place to start as they will pick the companies for you. Again, reducing any of the decisions you have to make, which I think is amazing. So when it comes to investing, a lot of you mentioned that you don't particularly know where to invest your money. Ryan, you are pretty vocal on Making Money Simple and on this podcast about how people should aim to invest in in index funds or ETFs, as this can help reduce people's overall investment risk. For those listening, would you like to explain what a fund or an ETF actually is?
1: Yeah, so an index fund or an ETF is essentially a diversified basket of companies so as you mentioned a second ago you can invest into individual stocks or these individual stocks can be grouped together into an index fund or an etf and then you can then essentially buy a piece of that index fund a share of that index fund and that then means you indirectly own all of the companies in the index so for example the FTSE 100 is the largest 100 uk companies you could buy hsbc and put 100 pounds that one stock which is in the FTSE 100, or you could buy a share, put a hundred pound into the FTSE 100, and then be diversified across all 100 countries. You could uh, companies. 100 companies, <laughs> companies. You can then take this one step further, which is what I do, and I invest into a global index fund that makes that has nearly 7,000 stocks in it. So it means I'm globally diversified across um, the whole world. You know, the US, the UK, Europe, emerging markets, China, and you know, if you're investing into that many stocks what it means is if a company does go bust, even a large company, it's actually not really that bad. There's not much of a hit in the in- because you're owning so many different stocks. Mm. The same goes, you know, the S&P 500, as we mentioned, the FTSE 100. If you're owning a diversified basket of stocks, as com- as companies inevitably, you know, move in and out and become successful and some fail, you're essentially participating in that by, you know, investing into that index fund. And yeah, a quick note on, so index funds and ETFs, they serve the same purpose in sense that they're diversified baskets of you know stocks, but they are slightly different in the sense that an index fund strictly tracks an index. So an index being, as we mentioned, the FTSE 100, the S&P 500, you have the FTSE All World, which is a global index. But then ETFs are a bit more loose in the sense that they can also track an index, but they can also be other, they can track sectors or more niche things so you have like a a cloud computing etf you can have an electric vehicle etf you can have a you know climate change etf so it's a bit more niche i personally use index funds um yeah that sort of there are some slight differences between them but if you're just choosing an index fund etf to invest into monthly for the long term they'll both serve the exact same purpose
0: and for anyone that may have been listening that may find that explanation maybe a little bit complex. Please use your chocolate allergy because I think like I oh, mentioned yeah. to you before, your chocolate allergy is the best way to explain an ETF or an index fund.
1: So <laughs> if you, <laughs> I think it's from my best ever TikTok. So if it you is. get like a <laughs> box of celebrations, for example, um, I think there's like eight different chocolates. There's a few different chocolates in there. You can, you can put all your money into Malteser. Obviously it's a great chocolate, probably the best. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get that many in there and they normally go very quickly. But at the same time, if you know, Malt- if you put your money into Malteser and it goes bankrupt or fails, then you've lost everything. Alternatively, you can put your money into a celebrations index fund. Mm-hmm. So then you would own you know, Bounty, Mars, Malteser, all of the chocolates in there. And it means, could you own all of them, your portfolio and your investments are going to be less volatile.
0: Thank you, Ryan. I love that. <laughs> it's just so simple, so nicely described. And yeah, so guys... If you're listening right now and don't know where to invest, then again, not financial advice, but an index fund, ETF or using a robo-advisor is definitely the best place to begin if you want to start investing. So, Ryan, before we wrap up today's episode, would you like to drop your top three investing tips for people looking to invest right now?
1: So the first one would be to keep your fees low. As I already mentioned earlier on, if you have a 1% fee, that can literally cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds over the long term. So keep your fees low and in this day and age we're very lucky because platforms in general in the UK are very cheap. So we can keep our fees low by using low cost index funds as we mentioned and using a low cost platform like we mm-hmm. mentioned. So keep your fees low and keep more money in your pocket. The second one would be don't try to time the market. So, I actually posted on Instagram about this today, but I hear a lot of people say, you know, the stock market is high. Like, what does that even mean? Or <laughs> yeah. The market is going to crash. It's impossible to predict what's going to happen. And naturally, the stock, if you look at the stock market over time, because it goes up, it is quite regularly at an all time high just because it goes up over time. Yeah. So, rather than trying to pinpoint the perfect time, it's much easier to just invest consistently. So, as you mentioned earlier on, if you're earning a monthly paycheck, um you know set up a monthly investment um if you're maybe a student and you're not working when you maybe get money if like your birthday or have a little part-time job for a few weeks you can then invest as you sort of make it rather than trying to time a specific point because yeah. it's impossible to do and the third tip which sort of ties into both of these points and also is my sort of number one investing slash personal finance tip is automation so money is a very mental game mm-hmm. and as we mentioned people think they can time the market and think you know, their ego gets the better of them. So the more you can automate, particularly with investing, but this goes for anything, you know, paying off your credit cards each month, saving saving each month, paying your bills, whatever it is, the more you can automate and the less you leave to yourself to do, the better because then every single month your investments are going to be happening automatically without you having to do anything. Um, And it's, yeah, a very nice feeling knowing that you haven't even got, even if you are so busy for six months, you can't even check your investment platform. You still know every single month 100, 200 pounds, whatever is coming out. um, And yeah, going towards your long term wealth. So yeah, automation is the top tip, but they are hopefully three tips that people find (laughs) (laughs) helpful.
0: Honestly, Ryan, those three tips were amazing. And to add on to that, I would say personally, I think it's a really good idea to have in your mind to invest for like the long term. So you definitely mentioned that a lot on your platform. So guys, if you're planning to invest, then I definitely recommend trying to invest for at least a minimum of like at least five to 10 years, because again, you ride out the waves of volatility. And please don't do what I do normally when it's my payday is to a good few days after check each day how my investment <laughs> is doing, because you are going to get stressed. There will be days where your investment may be slightly lower than you thought. But over the five, 10 year period that you do invest, um, hopefully long-term trend is that it goes upwards. So your investment generally will go upwards. Um, Ryan, remind me, what is the average stock market return-ish?
1: So it's about 7% after inflation per mm. year. So Amazing. even if it's worse over the next hundred years and it's only four or 5%, it still beats keeping cash under the mattress. It still beats any savings account. Yep. So just start investing is the moral of the story here.
0: <laughs> Literally. And guys, like Ryan said, if you weigh up, I think our saving interest rates at the moment are like 0.01%. So if you're weighing that up between that and 7% on the stock market I know what my clear winner is. I'm sure I can assume what Ryan's clear winner is. So, no brainer. (laughs) So, yeah. So, guys, hopefully, um, that little introduction into the world of investing hasn't been too daunting for you guys. And hopefully, I hear some success stories or testimonials saying that you have started investing because, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I really want as many of you guys to invest as possible as it can be a great way of accumulating wealth. Ryan, you have been a great guest today. Thank you so much for um, sharing your investing knowledge in today's episode. Thank you very much for having
1: me on. Appreciate it.
0: Would you like to share where people can find you if anyone listening would like to learn more about investing?
1: Yeah, so my name is Making Money Simple across all the different social platforms. Um, The one I'm active most on is Instagram. So if you have any questions at all, feel free to dm me and i'll probably send you a few voice notes try and help you out push you in the right direction if you have any specific questions one thing i would plug here actually specifically is my youtube channel which is mm-hmm. fairly new and it's called making money simple but also because i was I only started the youtube channel a few months ago at the start of 2021 mm-hmm. yeah in 2021 <laughs> and um, a lot of the videos I like beginner videos so i've got a video called index funds versus etfs yeah i've got a video called stocks and shares iso bible i've got a video called what is an index fund so i guess if you want to maybe understand these concepts more in more detail i'd recommend just going there put it on 1.5 speed, you can get through the videos quicker, <laughs> have, have a watch of them. And then hopefully if you haven't got enough information from this podcast, or you're feeling a bit confused about certain things I've said, then videos will break it all down. Um, So yeah, that's the YouTube making money simple. But yeah, I just want to say massive thank you for having me on Ola, really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Well, thank you for joining me.
1: And thank you everyone for listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.